Hello, we're back again. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone is is now watered, fed, rested, BP'd, whichever one it is that you needed to do. Um, Wait, what's the shackle? Huh? Water everyone before you come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, good enough. Uh, for those who don't know, this is the Through Our Eyes podcast. We are recording, so alerts will be off. Um, the podcast highlights marginalized content creators um, and their individual stories. We tend to ask uh, quite uh, personal questions um, and cover a lot of taboo topics. So if you need help, there is a bot in the chat that uh, uh, will give you various commands um, if anything at any point is triggering. Um, and questions for our uh, um, guest can be asked through the Channel Points for Redemption. But let me pass over to my lovely co-host um, to tell us about the Through Our Eyes project. Yes, hello. So I am Paige, or Arthur Messi you might know me as either. I started the Through Our Eyes project a year and a bit ago now, essentially to highlight marginalized voices in pretty much the only way I could, being multiply disabled myself, being able to stream and, and podcast and talk about things on the internet was the only way that I could really find that I could safely give a, a voice to other people using the platform that I had. Uh, and so the Through Our Eyes project was born. We've done a bunch of streams, we've raised thousands for charity through it, and we have done how many episodes now, Drek? Uh, how, how many? I think this class is as, I think because last one was 23, this is 22. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've done a bit of a back to the future with this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, 23 but, episodes so far, I think. Yeah. 23 episodes and we've been talking to incredible guests and just trying to highlight a lot of stories, things that like Drac and I have personally experienced, things we obviously haven't personally experienced because you can only learn more by listening to people. So that's, uh, that's where this came from. Yeah, and um, the podcast was, you know, the 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 way that we could uh, highlight individual stories over uh, the big discussions because we were finding that during the uh, streams it was real difficult to really zone in on on individual stories and experiences. So that's where this came from. So today we have. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sounds good. What is going on, champions? Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Shogaroth8. I'm the best dressed streamer on Twitch. Now, when I say that, I'm not referring to my appearance. While I do suit up, it is about me being in my best character. Um, so I am a army, disabled combat army veteran of six years. I deployed once to Afghanistan, once to Iraq. And now I stream full-time, and I have my own graphic design company, and I'm living the dream with you, beautiful warriors here on the platform. I am a retro variety streamer. Uh, I don't think I said that, but, yes, I'm a retro variety <laughs> streamer. been on the platform now for three years. Um, three years has been a, been a pretty fun journey, and I have to say that I'm very honored and thankful to be here with both of you. Thank you all for having me on. And uh, not to not to dwell on it or harp on it too much, but I must 
very much, I want to apologize to the podcast because I'm big enough man to know when I've made a mistake and uh, dealing with PTSD, and it was just not a not a great particular week uh, within that week. And so thank you for all for inviting me back and giving me the second chance and trusting me with your platform and your community. It is entirely understandable. We all have (laughs) various illnesses, ailments. We've had we've had guests on with a wide variety of, of disabilities or chronic illnesses. It's totally understandable. Um we're just glad that we could get you on for uh, another session. <laughs> um, okay, so just to hone in a bit, where can people find you on the Intima webs and uh, what are your pronouns, um, such forth? You got it. So, uh, people, you, I am Sugaroth8 everywhere. So, Instagram, Twitter. One of the great things is. Uh, about my name is people mispronounce it all the time. But one of the good things is nobody has it. I have, I've never had to fight to actually have my <laughs> my handle uh, at any point. So on Twitter, Instagram, uh, where else am I? On YouTube, of course, here on Twitch, that is where you can find me. My pronouns are he, him. As far as that is concerned, that that that's that for you. I'm always jealous when people can get their name everywhere, or but, but then again, I also nobody can say my name. Or the occasional people that can tend to go, oh, did I say it right? I'm like, yes, actually, that's surprising. So, I have exactly that same problem. <laughs> the amount what are you of... talking about? <laughs> Sonia. Yeah, yeah. No, usually, usually it's um, <laughs> um, Draconia. Uh, okay. Draconia. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's part of being a streamer is not being able to pronounce names uh, that you see in chat. So, <laughs> it's to be expected. Uh, what do I get? Let's see. I get, I get Sugarath. Mm-hmm. That's, the most, that's the most common. Uh, I've had Sugar Rape. I've had Sugar What the Hell. Um, I've had... <laughs> Uh oh! So well, somebody called me Sugar with one time. So, <laughs> so some very very interesting pronunciations, um, but none of those are accurate. <laughs> uh, none of, none of those are accurate. My last name my last name is Sugar, so at least that part is okay. Most <laughs> of the time, I just tell people to just call me Sugar. Um, and that, that I've honestly go, gone as that my whole life, growing up, uh, all that good stuff. So it's just it's just been easier for most people than my entitled handle. Actually, I'm thinking I think there's like one or two people that actually call me by my full handle, not the eight though, not the eight, <laughs> not the eight. Just, just, just <laughs> the wrong. So uh, that's it's 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 a it's a fun challenge. I, I, at one point, I thought about using the, the handle that I use for my, um, I used to use for my, my games, and I always used to go by King Shook. Uh, we can get into that later if you want, but <laughs> I just can't change it now. I'm just, it's, we can, like I said, we can get into the meaning of the name and all that whenever you all are ready. It, it's stuck. Yeah. You've, you, you've, you've 
it claimed is. it now. <laughs> no backseat. We're here. Yeah, no taxi backseat. We're here. It's I do. I do think the sugar sugar race could be a really cute like Halloween version though. It's like, oh, <laughs> little candy ghost. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, That's going to no. be the there new ghost in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Alright. Anyway, um let's go on to our, our first question, which is basically just giving us a lowdown of your story, why you're here, what it is that you're wanting to talk about today, um, like just in general, what's what's the topic? <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Let's get right into it. So, like I said, as, as, as I said before, Sugar All Faith, that's how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce my name. My last name is Sugar. Um, and then, so that that's the, the Sugar part, portion or the Sug portion of it. Um, the Roth is, so from, uh, it's kind of, it's a little, it's a mixture between, so when something is raw, that means it's in its purest and most potent form. And then the TH is is more from my spiritual background because you know you had a lot of sayeth and that kind of thing uh, biblically. So, um, and then the eight is my eight is my favorite number, but it also but it's not just an eight in this instance. It's also an infinity symbol, and so my name is a reminder of myself to always remain strong and pure in the Lord. That's so that's how my, my handle came together as Sugar Raw Faith. And that is why I talk about, you know, welcome to the best dress experience because, like I said, it's about my character. You know, looking sharp, that's one thing, but none of that matters if I'm a jerk, right? It, it, it doesn't matter how, how well-dressed you are if you're being rude. I'd rather, I'd rather you look like a bum and have a heart of gold, quite, quite honestly. I can work with um, personable. I can work with um, folks who want to, to work things out. I can't work with you being a jerk. I'm okay with who you are unless who you are is a scumbag. I can't do that. Uh. <laughs> I, I can't do it. There's no way. There's no way. Um, so that's, that is my name. How I got here, well, I can give, we'll, we'll, we'll give the Cliff Notes conversion, and if we want to dig into anything deeper, we'll, we can do that. So my story, essentially, is I, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, where I live currently, and I have a, a beautiful wife, three children, and most recently had a son on March 31st. Uh, his name is Caden. He is an absolute great baby. He is wonderful. That my man eats and then sleeps right after. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> it is great. Mama gets to sleep. Daddy gets to sleep. And dad and I'm on the night shift. So I really appreciate him sleeping uh right after he eats in the nighttime because then I can go to bed as well. And then we just get up, we feed, we listen to our, our little jammies on the on the on Netflix. Um if you're a parent, you got little ones like me. Little baby bum will hook you right up with all the all the tunes. Okay, so you just go in there and just just rock out, just embrace it. Okay, don't be don't be one of them parents that be like, oh, I'm not gonna sing this man sing them songs. You better go ahead and just enjoy it because you're gonna be listening to it for the next who knows how long. 
So just embrace it. Just embrace your little childhood self and get in there and get after it. Um, little, so like I said, I served in the Army for six years with two deployments. And, you know, grow, I grew up mostly in Florida, but then I did end up living in Ohio. I lived in North Carolina when I was super, super young and don't remember, like, barely. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, that I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm pretty straightforward in terms of, of who I am. My my goal, I, I always say I have two two purposes in life. One is which is to love on people, and the second is to believe in people. Um, and I, I truly take that on personally as my mission, just so you know we can we can work together. Because something that you said, um, Artemis, is, was about we can listen to each other. And we can learn, and we can grow, and we can do that together. And that is truly poetic in itself. That's a, that's a T-shirt right there. You, you need to put that out. You need to have you need to have that you need to have that circulate. That's a tweet and retweet right there, champion. Well, uh, get it into the uh, merch along with be your own advocate and uh, um, uh, let's talk about constipation. Uh, <laughs> Two of the main things we get into, so you know. Absolutely. Um, and then, so I know you said, okay, so you said talk about why I'm here today. Well, uh, as, uh, so one thing, so as far as the graphic design side, how I got into that was I was, went, back, went back to school after I moved um, back home to Jacksonville, and I graduated from Jacksonville University and had my bachelor's of fine arts in graphic design. And I knew I never wanted to have a job, as if I could help it. You know, I've, I've worked, and I don't have a problem working, but... It's nice to be able to eat lunch when you want to. If you need a day off, you take two, right? <laughs> Whatever it is you need, and you can, you, you just look at the man and be the boss. It's not an easy road, but it is a wonderful road if you have the discipline and uh, the motivation to stay on top of yourself to do it. And it has been a great reward thus far. What we're here to talk about there and why we wanted to discuss is talking about being a marginalized creator um, and a business owner on the platform and outside the platform. And we want to talk about the various challenges and things that come along with it. Because for those, because in most cases, like anything else in life, if you don't live it, most of the time you don't understand it. And how do you understand it? Like you said, let's talk to each other. Let's hear from the people who are in those situations. And then we can at least gain some understanding. That doesn't mean that it's going to be at the forefront of your mind just because you're not in it. You know, it's no different than a person who, it's no different than occupation, right? I don't think about welding because I'm not a welder. That doesn't mean I don't think welders aren't important. That, don't, that doesn't mean I don't think that they don't need to be appreciated or uplifted or that they don't have welding struggles, right? I just don't know what they are because I'm not a welder. That's all. It's as, it's as simple as that. And it's no different than any other life area or life scenario. People who don't stream don't really understand streaming other than I watch the thing, right? That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And hopefully what we can gain is that when we do hear other perspectives and, and people are saying, hey, no, this is really a big deal in the welding thing, and we can go, hey, all right, let me empathize with that. Let me empathize with that and say, hey, you know what? That's valid. That's valid. Don't don't never – you never want to – beat people down for what they're going through. That's something that all of us can do is be that listening ear. And if we see something wrong, we can correct that. Simple as that. 
I hope I've adequately answered the question. It's just just listening, like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> just appreciating. <laughs> um, sorry, my brain's really slow today, so you're going to have to no. bear with me. You are, listen, you are totally fine. I just, listen, I, here's the thing. I'm not a, an extreme talker. I'm I'm good at talking. I'm, I'm well, I'm great and conversing. I just aim to not step on their toes and let the leaders of the ship be the leaders of the ship. So if you need a moment, I can just go on. You, I got you. I got you covered, friend. No worries. I was going to say, the problem with that is that occasionally Jack and I are just in the cockpit just, just laughing at stuff for no reason. <laughs> There's no one steering the ship sometimes. <laughs> Who's flying this thing? <laughs> no, no ideas. No ideas. Um, Actually, slight aside, Chugs, is there any way that you can turn up your volume because uh, chat is struggling to hear you struggling over hear us? Okay. Oh, that is that is hilarious. I, I normally, and I turned you up to maximum, so I can't. Yeah, my, normally my wife is like, "Hey, you need to lower your voice." <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> Let's see. Hang on. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I don't know if that's any better. I turned my input th- up to maximum. I think that that's, okay? yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's better. Okay, um, good. Great. All right. And then I can, and I can speak up as well. So by all means, okay. I, like I said, I'm just, I was very, I'm just always cautious of my wife because she's like, hey, I hear you in there. <laughs> and my she's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, not because it's bad, just because it's, I'm very loud. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Another feeling. Okay, so we're okay. The chat's saying that's better. All right, I just wanted to make sure that that we're that we're here. <laughs> yeah. And Chad, I love your faces, by the way. <laughs> I do. I, I do see you, friend. Right. <laughs> okay. So, yes. We've covered why why you're um. what brought you here and uh, uh, why you wanted to talk to us today. Um, So let's go into more of the specifics here. So first question, as you mentioned that you want to concentrate on how it is being a BIPOC creator. So what are the challenges that you do face and how would you like to see the platform improve yeah um so the challenges there there are many that that that, you know probably probably too many to just cover um in a day really and and the, the reason for that is like i said it's something that you you live in you know so to to try to to condense that you know near impossible but to, to, to hit a few, I would say. I would say the biggest challenges that you have is just existing on this platform as a BIPOC creator, sadly. For no other reason. This, I mean, if you think about it, right, think about racism as a whole. And, and granted, it's more than this. But it's a big problem that exists because we have eyes and can see. We can see a notable difference between this tone and this tone. And that, in and of itself, creates this innate barrier of difference. But different 
doesn't mean that it's not similar, right? Uh, we're not different in the sense of being human beings, right? It's just culture. That, that that's really that's really all there is to it. Uh, you know, there are people with you know skin tones very similar, but the culture is different, and somehow. Uh, somehow white folks have taken it, took it upon themselves to say, well, they're so different that they must be subservient to us. And, you know, anybody who hasn't been living under a rock is well aware of slavery and all the issues that that has caused. Now, the thing is, the reason, but the reason why we always have to talk about slavery is because it stems the problems that we face today and the challenges that we face today. That idea and that concept of racism and of being different and being stereotyped has now caused what a lot of people have known all these hate raids, right? So just simply having your, just being on the internet as a black creator, has its barriers as is. You have to be, you have to start off knowing how to protect yourself right away. Because if not, somebody's going to come in and they're going to drop that N-word. Somebody's going to do it, most likely. I'm not saying every single black, but I, I would fair say, I would dare say the majority of black people have probably had that one person that come in just to get stupid. Mm-hmm. And, 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 they, and they may not drop the N-word right away. They might try to be uh, just say, so matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I won't, I'll never forget the first racist comment that I had on my channel was black people can't read this message. It was so, it was so, it was such a lazy troll. Yeah. As well. Like I couldn't even, I, I you know, and I, I can't, like I can't even use you for content. I can't even make an example. Of you. <laughs> all I can do is, all I can do is ban you. Like that's not even cool. I, that's not even creative enough for me to tweet about. <laughs> what, what am I gonna do with that? Seriously, seriously, y'all. I, if I put, if I put, a, if you came across my feed and I was like, hey, y'all, look at this troll I had today. He came in and said, black people can't read. Y'all be like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, uh. Like, that's a tweet that you can only like if you like the person. Like, you got to know the person. And I, I, listen, I'm telling you right now, if I read that tweet, I'd be like, another idiot. I might comment, but I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even like it because that troll is not creative enough to be liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like, uh, and then and was, what made it even better was that right before I banned them, they said, oh, come on, nothing? What did you, what rise did you expect to get out of that? You, matter of fact, you would have been better off saying the N-word. <laughs> you'd, have been, you'd have been better off saying the N-word. And not that you would have got a rise out of me, but, hey, I could at least say, Twitter, look at this fool. Y'all think that the challenges are, oh, it's back in slavery. No, this is here today, right? And, that, and that's on the, the low end, right, just a random comment here. On the high end, you have that hate raid situation, right, where I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a streamer, and putting out content and trying and building a community and all of that stuff. And then I get this message saying that monkeys like me 
should be drowned at the bottom of the ocean. From multiple people. Just these bot accounts, right? That they can yeah. hide behind the, the, the anonymity of the internet. What a sad, sad situation. For no other reason that, that my skin tone is this. That's it. If I was white, that would have never happened. It, it would it would have never happened. And yes, you can you can be white and in a marginalized community, absolutely. It's just that the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim. A lot of people have a question, and I, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun too early per se, but a lot of people talk about white privilege, right? And uh, one of my one of my good friends, I think the way that he explained it is the way that I choose to explain it. White privilege means that you get the opportunity to be treated like a human being. No circumstance comes because you're white. That's the thing. When you're when you're white and you don't have to worry about being denied because of that fact. In most cases, I, yes, I'm, I know it happens. There is some discriminatory things that happen for sure. I'm not saying they never. I'm not saying they never experience it. They do, but it's rare. And guess what? Even in those. Uh, even in those situations where they do experience it, the chances are there are a whole slew of other opportunities. Whereas marginalized creators, black creators, we don't really get that chance. We can't really mess up. We can't really bomb and then be able to come back. You gotta, we gotta get in there. We have to crush it. If uh, there's a, let me give this quick anecdote. Anecdote. And uh, I don't know if y'all play League of Legends at all or if, if, have heard of the game. Uh, yeah, okay. at least, yeah. Heard it. Okay. Never played it. <laughs> okay, well, matter of fact, okay, let's, well, then let's, well, you've heard of the NBA, basketball, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's this thing about, like, let's say somebody makes it to the NBA. That is incredible in and of itself. It's very hard to get into the NBA. Uh, in and of itself, that's already an achievement. But if you're not a star player on the team, they're like, oh, well, you're not a star player on the team oh, you didn't get X amount of rebounds or you didn't score X amount of points. And then let's say they are scoring points. Oh, well, you're not the highest scorer in the whole entire league. It's just this, you know, infinite precipice of, oh, you got to be better and better and better and the better and the best, right? That is essentially what we have to deal with in and of itself. So you better not uh, have poor audio quality or a bad camera or it, like you're like we're just not allowed to grow with streamers. We have to come in crushing it basically, and not only streaming but in everything. When you show up to that job or whatever it is, you got to wipe the floor with all the other applicants, or you don't stand a chance. Because that the thing is, because of circumstance and all of that, most likely those other candidates, especially those white candidates, they have a lot of opportunities that you didn't. They have a lot of opportunities that you didn't, and like I said, we're just it's ingrained in us that we have to be better because what they can't deny is when the work gets done, right? So if my work is cleaning the floor with your work, 
you you and the thing is you may still get denied, but the chances of you getting there is better. So we have to be at our best just to have the chance to achieve something. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Those are like I said, the big challenges. I think big challenges. I think one of the um, things that um, when we had uh, uh, Wreck-It Raven on um, that highlighted this quite nicely was the fact that, yes, female pre uh, presenting person seeking medical care with an illness or a health problem gets problems. But then it's tripled when it comes to a femme presenting with a uh, um, uh, illness and being BIPOC because the amount of, of hurdles put in place just because of skin color alone to get adequate medical attention is enough to, to separate that from even having an illness or or a, a disability or etc mm. no yep yeah i honestly growing up and even now black female hardest category to live within i i 100 percent applaud black women and all the things that they have to go through like it's just it's just unbearable. Like I, I, yeah, I, I, I can't stand it. I, I hate it for um, black women to have to go through those challenges. And, and like I said, me, I would a hundred percent much rather be a black man than a black woman. No way. No, 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 no way. I, I don't know how well I can handle it. Right. I mean, I guess I, if I was, I'd just be, you know, living my life in, in essence and have to learn how to deal. It's like we don't have to deal with this, but still, seeing it and all the stuff that, that they have to go through, and like you said, those hurdles, and I, it hurts my heart. It really, it really does. Um, you know, something, and the, the, the second part of what you, what you talked about and what you asked as far as, you know, how, how would I like to see that change or how can we change that on the platform? You just need to be included. We just need to be included for the dope content creators that we are. It's it's as simple as that. Uh, and and the problem is it can't happen just through Black History Month. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do it just in February, and whitewash the platform the rest of the time. Because I'm almost 100% certain if you go on that front page right now, <laughs> it's probably going to be a white creator up there, and probably a man, more mm -hmm. than likely. It'll be a white male. It'll be a white male on the front on the, on the front page doing something, and you know sometimes it'll be a white lady, uh, and uh, here's the here's the very unfortunate part. This this problem that is innate that was innately created through people's racism and seeing others as a servant is a problem that's always going to be here. You can't get around it. Um, you're gonna have to face it head on. So, how to switch fix this? They got They ha you got to purpose yourself to highlight those. You 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 got to do it. Like you can't. It, yeah, it's, and and yeah, a part of it sucks to go. Well, 
that sense that this person is making it up there partially because of their race, but it is what it is. You can't, like I said, you can't get around it. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to just let the algorithm pick somebody up. You're literally gonna have to. And, but here's the thing: nobody's asking for handouts. It's not a handout. Just go find great creators. If you see a great creator, uh, you know, in a marginalized community, then uplift that creator. That's that's what you have to do. You have to purpose yourself to seek it out. Otherwise, we stay in this revolving door of, well, here's another whitewashed front page. Here's this whitewashed platform when there are just plain and simple plenty of other great creatives of color on the platform. You don't have, you don't have to look hard. I can name a, I can name a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I can name a whole bunch of them. And sadly, I don't know, like, for for the longest time, for the first, I say for the first like two years, I did not know one black partner on this platform. I didn't know a single black partner on this platform, and it's pretty sad that while I was sure they were there, that I really, I'm, I did, I'm saying this is from Twitch, like this is what Twitch has to do because this is what I have to do. This is what we have to do. I have to literally go and search out and say, hey, where are the black creators at, man? I got I to gotta ask around for black creators on this platform. How ridiculous. I have to, to actually ask around to find other people with my skin tone on this platform. I think the only way that Twitch can really do anything about it is the way that any individual can do anything about it. And it's by realizing that it's not enough to just not be racist, that you have to be actively anti-racist. If you have the skin tone, that means you're already being given the opportunities. Like I, I, I'm marginalized in that I'm multiple disabled for a number of other reasons. I've always explained it that anyone that is, you know, cis, white, hetero, you know, there, there's a very level playing field there. But any level of marginalization you have starts you one step down. And the more you have, the more intersectional you are, the, the more you step down you are. And it's not about trying to elevate people over that original bar. It's trying to get people up to the same fucking level so they can have all the same opportunities. And I think that's where Twitch falls down. Because, it, yeah, every, every you know, Black History Month, it's like, all oh, these awesome people. And then, oh, but forget they exist the rest of the year. Because we're just going to put the same six people on the, like, the British front page always has... One guy who was in a TV show, there's one lady that plays GTA and listens to music that's licensed that she shouldn't be listening to. And then, like, four other, four other white men, one of them is always a gambler, which I hate because I have issues with gambling, and that being proffered to me on the front page is not something I want. But there's never a single black person. In fact, I think there was one once in the last few months, and even during Black History Month, it was under three. You had to scroll the page twice to find the carousel. Wow. And they had they they'd opened it up to to so many people, didn't they? And I don't understand why that wasn't at the top and why they didn't have their partner streamers up on that main carousel. If it's months that they're proffering, put them out. And I, when we did the first RRI stream and we we asked for creators who are marginalised to come in, it was majority white people. And I sort of looked and I went. Oh my God! How many black creators do I know? Why am I not hearing? So I went out and made an active, like, trying to reach out to black creators I knew who did advocacy work to be like, 
can we connect? Can I learn from you? Would you like to come and share? And from that, I met so many incredible people, but you had to go and look. There weren't just people just there. And that's the thing. Obviously, part of that was on me. From my background in the industry, I realized, like, in the games industry, I hadn't met too many back creators. So that was on me to fix, which I tried to do and still continue to try to do. But there also wasn't just this group of people. Like, there was, you know, a white group of disabled creators. There, you know, there wasn't just an easily findable group of black creators, which is just like... Well, you know, and BIPOC creators in general, not just black creators, because we were trying to talk to everyone. But as you said, I had to go out and say... Where is this group of people? How can I find them? Some people went, oh, I know, like, two. I'm like, okay. How many millions are on the platform? Like, there's definitely more. There's definitely more. I I know two. Yeah. I know both both of them. Yeah, all two of them. It's one of those things that I think if Twitch was putting more people, you know, who are marginalized, people of color, black creators, up on that carousel so we could see them, even if they're all playing Fortnite or whatever, even if it's not a game I want to see, right. as long as people are still getting those opportunities, we're going to learn so much more about different people. And I mean, when you're talking about hate raids, I got a number of them, mostly because I spoke out quite publicly about mm. not getting them and some of those got traction. But I got a racist hate raid with the N-word in it. I'm like, did you even look at what who you were posting that at? Because for anyone listening to this, uh, you know, I, I am a, a cis-presenting white woman, you know, who kind of looks like a milk carton. It's like there's, I'm very bland. It's that one, that language meant absolutely nothing to me because I've never been affected by it. But they were obviously just like, oh, we can just send out these slurs to whoever it will hurt someone who's about. And it wasn't about necessarily attacking me, but they were just going after anyone in the chat as well. Because we don't oh, wow. know what all our chatters look like. It was just any of these people here could be an N-word. And it's like, what do you get for that? I just, I don't know. But that's, even when it was a, a hate raid against somebody who wasn't black, they tried to make it about black people is what I'm trying to say, is that right. that that thread of ignorance and hatred was running so deep, they were just throwing it at anyone and seeing if it would stick. Wow. You know, Which is where... Which needs to do more, and they have oh, done a bit, but they still need to do more. Oh yeah, you know the thing—the thing that you that you hit on um, very well is that even though <clears throat> there are other right, obviously there's plenty of other marginalized. Black always takes precedence, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what else is involved. So, like, you know, Barack Obama, right? He's mixed. But because he's black, black takes precedence. He's the first black president, right? They don't say he's the first mixed president. They say he's the first black president. If someone is black mixed with whatever else, they can be black and it doesn't matter. (laughs) They are going to be seen as a black person. It doesn't matter what they're mixed with. Black takes precedence. And and it's ridiculous. We don't don't do that with anything else. If I say, hey, I'm going to the Greek festival, nobody asks me, why does it got to be the Greek festival? Nobody asks me that. But if I say, hey, I'm going to the Black Expo, they're like, well, why do they have to call it the Black Expo? Well, fool, it's because it's the culture that I'm going to, right? If it's a Greek culture that I'm experiencing, then it makes sense to call it the Greek festival. But it's only a problem when it's Black. Nobody has a problem if I'm saying I'm going to this festival, that problem, this festival. Obviously, other than the races, right, they're going to have a problem with anything. But generally speaking, though, 
it's a it's a it's a conversation piece that shouldn't be a conversation piece other than to just experience whatever that is and that's that scenario. That and that's why I wanted to that's why I did want to come in, like because that's when it becomes a problem. For some for whatever reason. Not for whatever reason, for the reason that people have created. The mm-hmm. problem that started then, that still exists today, and people think it's gone because yeah. they don't realize that as much you can be here's the, here's the thing you can be at the pinnacle so to speak you can be rich and all of that stuff you could be a multi multi-millionaire and guess what if you go to some no-name town or if you go to a sundown town or whatever the case i don't know if y'all know what that is um but if you go to a town with a racist white cop and you get pulled over they don't care how much money you have i guarantee it they they might recognize you and probably would be happy that they pulled you over and gave you a ticket or whatever the case or worse. You know, a ticket would be the low end of it. A ticket would be the low end of it. People are still losing their lives. People are still losing their lives to this very day for being black. The difference, so a lot of people will be like, well, you know, and it's not, and it's not saying that it's not about a group having it worse than another. It's not, it's not, it's not, nobody's trying to win the discrimination Olympics. I promise you that. The thing is, the difference though, or a key separator, I should say, is that I could believe everything. I could be, I could be, I could be my, I could be a, a, a black counterpart, right, to the same white man. We could believe the same, exact same thing. We could feel the exact same way about every single thing. However, when it comes to that job application, I'm different just because of my skin tone. None of that matters when it comes to my skin tone. Black changes at all. Me being black changes every single. I can believe every single thing that whoever that the richest, straightest white man in history believes. But people are going to see me less than. You can get to the pinnacle, like I said. You can be wealthy and all of that stuff, and still be overshadowed. Um, I'll give this quick, and then we can continue moving forward. But there was a documentary done. Um, of what they essentially call like the Black Woodstock. And it was all these people, people you've heard of. I'm talking about there's people like Stevie Wonder was there. Um, so, so many. There's so many. I can't remember his name right on top of the young man to say he, he left it. He left the Temptations. He sang My Girl. Um, but, but he was the lead singer for the Temptations. But he was there. So, like I said, so many reputable people. And for as many people who knew, the park was filled. For as many people that knew about it, nobody nationally really knew about it. They honestly didn't even, a lot of people didn't know. I didn't know that it was a thing until, what, almost 40, 50 years later? Because the footage was never released. It was actively hidden. And you're talking about people who were at the top of their game. Absolutely crushing. I'm talking about Billboard. You, you, if you were alive at that time, you were listening to this music every week, right? How do you get? How do you obtain that level of notoriety and greatness and still be overshadowed? I'll tell you how. People, white people hit it. They hit it actively, silenced it as much as possible. So that way we don't know about it until 50 years later. And this is the thing, like you said, about that visibility. When you don't see 
wonderful, successful content creators of any marginalized community, you tend to think, are they there? Where are they? There's got to be, surely, somewhere there's one or two, and when in reality there's a whole bunch. But when it's not actively promoted, like I said, you can't just not be racist. Like, you got to be actively anti-racist. So even if Twitch isn't quote-unquote racist, whether, whether their motivations are racist or not, they actively have to highlight us in marginalized communities or else we're going to be in this same cycle. This will be the only time people will see me. It's because of wonderful people like you. This will be the only, this, this will be, this will be most of people's only interaction with me because Twitch isn't going to, Twitch isn't looking out and going, oh yeah, and they're reaching out. They're real good about the lip service too much. They're real good about the lip service too much. Hey, because they reached out to like 1,500 creators, and I saw like the same five or ten. Yeah. Why are you asking them about their availability and you're not actively lifting enough? And I was so much thinking like, man, Twitch finally getting it a little bit. Woo, they're going to do something. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. I'm going to tell you, this is my we – we're always going to need Black History Month. And I'm sorry, I, I promise my last thing. We're always going to be Black History Month. It, we, can't, we can't do away with it. But I'm going to tell you the problem that I have with Black History Month is it relegates the entirety of our history to, to 28 days, right, and 29 every four years. Now, there, and a lot of people don't even know how Black History Month got started. Black History Month originally was called Black History Week, and it was simply – I, I, there, there, there is a date connect. It, it is connected to a, a certain day in that week for a reason. I don't 100% remember, but it was Black History Week, and it was exactly what it was. It's just a, a celebration of Black culture. We didn't want we didn't want our we we saw that they you know they're clearly not teaching this stuff in schools and all of that. So we saw it as a way to hey look you need to understand where you come from. You need to understand where you're headed. We always knew what well, we knew what the challenges were. Right. It. Ended up getting extended to a month, but most people think, but but like you get a lot of people who are ignorant of the month going, oh well, of course they gave the 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 shortest time to black people. Even black some black people will say it because they don't know, and it's not a hundred percent their fault. They just don't know. Um, but that that it's not even that. We actively chose that week because it had a date of significance tied to it. That's why it's in February. It's not there because. White people didn't even start it. <laughs> um, but the problem is most people, like, if I was to go and do a podcast right now or a, a stream right now and talk about some black figure, they'd be like, it's not Black History Month. <laughs> that that doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we've been here the whole time. I, I'll tell you why I would love to not have it. It's because of this. The Miss America pageant used to not allow black women to join, Okay. And so they started a Black Miss America pageant. Okay. Boom. Once the Miss America pageant wised up and said, hey, you know what? We shouldn't do this. And it changed. And they allowed Black people to join and other people from whatever other racial background to join. Guess what? There was no more Miss Black America pageant because it didn't need to be. We can just be in the same pageant. That's the thing that I have about black history. If they were just teaching 
the black people who were there already, alongside everybody else, we wouldn't have to have Black History Month, right? Like Thomas Edison, he did the light bulb, right? We know he invented the light bulb, great. But that filament that's inside the light bulb was invented by a black um, scientist by the name of Larry Latimer. You don't have to change the narrative. Just include the guy because he was there. I mean, that, that is pretty much the history of science right there. It's uh, um, pretty much all major advancements are a cishet white guy taking credit for a bunch of marginalized people's achievements and discoveries. That's, that is, yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I definitely think your comment on education is incredibly important because obviously Jack and I are both from from the UK. Yeah. And in in the UK, at least when I was in school, so much was covered up. Like there were there were laws saying that you couldn't teach anything about LGBTQIA plus to kids at all. You could not discuss it. It was not allowed. So I grew up not having any idea about that part of me. Luckily, I grew up with very chill parents who weren't racist there was like I, I never had any of reason to think racism was a thing because it, it was never something i grew up with but it yeah. also means that when i grew up i didn't know about racism and schools in the uk will not teach about slavery they tell you the empire was a good thing which it absolutely fucking was not and if any of it is mentioned oh the, the brits didn't do that the brits absolutely did do that but the <laughs> thing is all kids are just told that their country is great and uh, that, you know, they're in Britain and it's awesome and that's it. But I had my first, um, my first like, non-white teacher when I was 14. So that was just, it was something that was just like, oh, that never really occurred to me. But then I'm like, hold on, there's so many people I've interacted with in my life, looking back at it, why were all of them white? And when I got into college, I had a teacher who was really cool because I was studying music. And he asked, oh, what music do you like? And I was like, I love rock and I love metal. And he was like, you do know most of those were invented by black people, right? I was like, excuse me? I, I didn't know. Yeah. And then it dawned on me that when I was younger and I went to school, uh, I had a teacher that was obsessed with the Beatles. And uh, he based all of his classes on the Beatles, but never once did he tell us, do you know where the Beatles got their inspiration from? It was all these awesome musicians who were black and from America and inventing rock and roll at the time and using influences from jazz and influences from the blues and uses influences for them what became R&B. And it's like, there's so much they could have taught us that would have enriched our worlds instead of letting us grow up to see that there was something that should divide us. Right. Because if we all learned there was amazing things that everyone had done as humans, that would have been so much better. But I hate that I had to wait, you know, and this is as a white person that until I was 16 to learn about the enrichment of other cultures because I'd never grown up with them and I was always told they weren't really there. Mm. Which is, you know, and I'm glad that I grew up with the parents I had because when I was told black people did this amazing thing, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, that's amazing, look at that. <laughs> but I've never got to see anyone do it as I grew up. I never had a teacher who was a black person. I, you know, my first teacher was an Indian gentleman when I was 14 who was my science teacher. He was great. But I'm still looking back, like, how much more could I have learned and experienced had I grown up with other people and other cultures? Mm. Like, if somebody asked me, what's British culture? I'm like, I've got no fucking idea. 
I don't know if we've really <laughs> technically... I, I don't think there's anything... That... It is a very clear British culture. The argument Feel about everyone else's. Yes, and then we don't own any of it, we stick it up. But that's the thing. We're told that that's stealing and that what we got is our culture, but what we have is a bunch of musicians, like museums with stolen shit in it that doesn't mean anything to us. Like... I it's wish okay, we knew they're, they're like... slowly returning it to make it better. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I just wish that the things that, you know, for example, were in the museums were there because we wanted to share and that we had an opportunity to learn. And maybe, from my experience, the British people would actually be better people and a richer environment and culture and not so xenophobic and racist as we've seen them be with Brexit and everything else if we'd have all had the opportunity to learn, and it sucks that we don't. And I'm seeing what's happening in America at the minute where they're trying to stop people and young kids learning about slavery because it might upset them. And it's like, well, you know what? Fuck that. Because if you ignore history, you are doomed to repeat it. And I'm sure these little kids aren't going to grow up thinking they were responsible for slavery, but they should understand why they need to be actively working against the still racist system that's in place because they're still going right. to benefit from it whether they want to or not. I, uh, I saw a really great story on Twitter earlier that was just, it was the idea of like, you buy, like somebody builds a hotel and they build it without any, like, any disability uh, sort of equipment or ramps or anything because they don't like disabled people. And then 50 years later, somebody else buys that hotel. And they've got nothing against disabled people, but they don't change the ramps and they don't put in any handholds. So disabled people are allowed to come in, but they can't get in. And that's the current state of most of the world, in that the people in it may not be racist or ableist, but they're still living in a system that is. And you have to really start building those lands to start providing all these accommodations is the wrong word, but bringing people up so that we can all be on the same equitable level instead of just being like, you get a month, then fuck off. That's yeah. all I see. Um, before we go further off on, on, on a tangent <laughs> about uh, uh, British uh, <laughs> uh, racism and uh, um, our experiences. Um, I'd like to bring it back to um, the other side of uh, the question of, we've heard about your experience or, or a small chunk of experience uh, that you've had with being on the platform, but also, as a business owner, what's the what effect has it had on that? How what opportunities have you not been presented with, or for example, what 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 has the experience been as a business owner? Well, now this is where I say I'm definitely in a much different and less scenario. Um, very much an exception and not a rule in that. I've been very blessed in business because I've had an awesome circle of people in my life that didn't really view the world that way. So when it came to me and starting business and being a business owner, I was able to start my business myself with the help of a friend. And I was able to do business with my friends who needed graphic design stuff done. So in terms of that, I am very blessed that it hasn't hit me in that sense as far as me being a marginalized, you know, business owner in that. 
and 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 mostly it's brought it's it's actually been the opposite. It's been stronger because I ended up finding other black business owners in which we could help to you know we could work together to help utilize one another for the services that we had and go further that way. So I so I'm not like I said I'm not dodging the question. I just really haven't had the struggle. It, it, fortunately haven't had that struggle on the business owner side of it. No, um, I, I just wanted to see if there, if there was the both sure, sides, so, as yeah. you were saying that you are both uh, a, a, crea- a Twitch streamer and a business owner. I was just intrigued to see if there sure, was. Sure, yeah. But, I, I, but I, I can say this, though. I have witnessed my fellow black business owners because of the nature of the business that they are in be overlooked and be passed over. And it's because of that fact. And it hurt because then we have to sit and have a conversation that both of us understand, but we're not the ones who need to understand it. We're we're not the ones that need to get it. That's the, that's the, like you said, that's the biggest challenge with not having that visibility is that, I'm I'm almost guarantee you that the people here in this channel aren't the ones who need to get it. They're most likely here because they get it or either understand that they need to get it and they want to learn, they want to grow. It's the, it's the fools that don't have it blasted on the radio waves and it's not at their front door. These are, those are the ones who need to hear it, which is why Twitch has to put it on the front page so we can talk about it. Cause you know what? It's one thing, highlighting, right, and going, hey, here are our great black creators in February, but how about taking a step further? What if, what if, imagine, if you will, the CEO or somebody with some rank in there, hell, even just somebody with a wrench, <laughs> anybody with a wrench, people respect that wrench, right? Everybody with a wrench holding a podcast and talking to marginalized creators about what we're talking about right now. Put that on your front page. Put it in people's faces. So they either have to A, get with it, or B, get lost. Hey, you're either going to sit here and understand it because we're putting it right here in your face on the front page. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it happened a long time ago. Yes, it's still affecting us today. So you either learn and grow with it, or you can be very uncomfortable and you don't you don't get to watch our front page today because you're racist and you don't want to see black people on the front page. Sucks for you. That's the thing that needs to happen. That is the word, honestly, for me, when people are like, hey, do you have this, do you think we can end racism? No. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Is it possible? In a very, very slim way, sure. What I think is a more, uh, a more actually attainable goal is that we create the climate that makes it so uncomfortable for people to be racist that the first time they drop that N-word, you got 20, 30 people jumping on them and be like, no, you don't say that here. Get out of here, man. Go. Why are you being weird? Dude, stop. Knock it off. No, chief. That's not how we roll here. Make it so uncomfortable that they have to stay in their racist corner of the world. If we can get to that, I'll be, I'll be over the moon. That's what that's what I want right there. I just want it to be called out. We can just get it. We can jump on it. And like I said, and you need to do it vehemently. I'm gonna tell you something about me. I have 
people who I have invited, and I dare them to try it. I dare them to try it. You come into my chat and you say something racist or you say something sexist or homophobic or transphobic or whatever the case, you are going to catch the hands as quick as I can give them to you. Because I guarantee you, if I was in your face, you wouldn't say that. And guess what? Even if you was brave enough to say it, I guarantee you wouldn't walk away happy. Because I'm going to talk to you about it, 100%. And if you think for one moment that I won't use every bit of my military training to get in your fourth point of contact, to stand up against somebody who's being hateful towards somebody else, you got another thing coming. I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. I don't play that. I don't care if you disagree with how somebody lives their lives. We don't always all have to disagree, but we do need to respect each other. That is for sure. I have principles that I'm not going to bend on, that I'm not going to change. I will never use those principles to make somebody else feel less than. Or I can respectfully say, hey, look, I'm sorry, I don't quite agree with that, but I want you to live your life. I want you to live your life. There's a story I always tell, and and I and I and I tell I, I tell the story as often as I get the opportunity because I think it's very important, and it has to do with my sister. So as I told y'all, I I serve the Lord. You know, I'm a Christian. I believe what the Bible says. I know a lot of people have a problem with that, and that's totally fine. I'm not. I don't want to push that on anybody. I'm not trying to push it on anybody. The only person you can prove anything to is you. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make you think anything. My sister, okay, and we went to church together and all that good stuff. So my sister is gay. And oh see, my sister's a lesbian. That's yeah, that that would be the, the problem. <laughs> anyway, so my sister's a lesbian. And when she came to me, now now the the beginning of the story may sound a little harsh, but as I explain it, you'll understand. <laughs> so my sister was was she wanted to talk to me. Um as as we, as we were a little bit older adults, she wanted to talk to me. And I didn't know she had planned on talking to me about coming out, basically. So my sister is, but my sister is very, uh, she can be very timid when it comes to a personal matter. So I have to kind of, you know, just push her and get her, get it out. She was like, brother, I have to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And then she like stayed silent for like 10 seconds. And I was looking and I was like, girl, what? speak, come on, say something, <laughs> you know, not knowing she's dealing with this, this heavy thing that a lot of people don't understand or, or aren't, or don't even try to understand. And, um, so she, she finally was like, well, right I, I want to tell you that, you know, that I'm gay. And, you know, cause she was nervous. So she was like, I was nervous. I didn't want to tell you because, you know, I know we go to church and all this stuff. I said, okay, let me ask you this question. I said, let me ask you one question. I said, did you being a lesbian? I, I, I know I said gay at the time, but I said, do you? I said, does you being gay mean that you're not my sister? And she said, of course I'm still your sister. I was like, okay, then I still love you. Like, why make a big deal out of that? Like, honestly, what? Okay, let's because what is me make? What is me just because I don't? live that lifestyle, what is us having a conversation about a lifestyle that we know either one doesn't live going to do? Nothing. You're going to live your life. So my goal is to just love you, and that's it. That's it. It's as simple as that. 
It's as simple as that. Live and let live. Live and let live. She didn't try to convince me to be gay. She didn't push anything upon me. She she shared what was going on with her. And I said, I love you. And that's, you got to live your life how you see fit. It's as simple as that. I'm not compromising my principles. I'm not asking her to compromise her. We respect where one another is, and that's all there is to it. So I, and it, it, it hurts me in a, in a big way because I hate seeing so many, quote, unquote, Christians going and actively trying to beat down people from the LBGTQ plus community. Just shut up. Seriously. It's pretty, you know what, I'm going to tell you, this is, and this is someone who's, who is very much an ally and very much an advocate. They put it the best I ever heard it. They said, you know what, if you don't want to be gay, don't marry a gay person. All right. That seems pretty simple to me. Just don't be gay and you're fine. But leave people alone. You don't need to be voicing your opinion about that. How, like, how stupid do you look trying to actively convince somebody else of their way of life being wrong. The only way you can prove stuff, the only person you can prove stuff to is you. <laughs> okay? Uh, the people that people, the personal choices people make, that's, they got to live their life. Let them live their life. They ain't pushing it upon you. Shut up. Move on. Shut up. Move on. It's too easy, it's too easy to be nice. It's too easy to be kind. It's really too easy to just... <laughs> love on people and so it just it bothers me oh the bible says this so that means you hate gay people no it doesn't i don't mean i hate gay people at all <laughs> not at all you can make that and it is anybody from that community i always listen my response is always this you can make it as uh, you can make the bible as uncomfortable for yourself as you want to but i promise you i'm not going to engage in the conversation with you about it because you're not looking you're not asking me for understanding you're asking so you can say, oh, you're wrong. You're asking so you can go on some random Twitter rant and call me some sort of homophobe or whatever. It is. No, we're not. We're not doing that. I love you just the same as I love anybody else. Any of your general needs that I can take care of, let me know. You need to talk about stuff? Let me know. I got you. It's fine. So, you know, the the bringing it back to what we're talking about here, right, and just that difference in culture it's different, but guess what? If I'm eating this and you're eating that, whatever, if it's something that I find good for my body, let me eat. Shut up. Let the culture be what it is. Just accept it as culture. That's all. And don't put more on it than what needs to be. It's perfectly said. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Thank y'all for letting me get passionate about that. I'm just... I, it, no, no. It, 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 it burns me to know it, y'all. It really does. Because it's, it's such a... It's a thing that doesn't need to be a big deal. It, it, it really is. It's a thing that doesn't need to be a big deal. That's, so. anyway. We are running a bit behind, so let's, yeah, let's go, go on to yeah. the next question. Um, so what uh, stereotypes do you think need tackling on the platform, in the Twitter or Twitch verse? What, what, what are some stereotypes that you think need tackling? Well, to be honest, I think we've covered that pretty well in the fact of we have more similarities than we do differences. That 
I'm somehow a different content creator because I'm black. No, if I'm playing Fortnite, I'm just playing Fortnite like any other nerd out there, right? Or whatever it is, whatever I'm playing, whatever I'm speaking about, just accept that that's the thing that's being done. It doesn't, there's no inherent quality that's different because I'm a BIPOC creator. Just accept it for what it is. Don't say, don't, it's okay, it's okay to acknowledge me as a black creator, right? But it would be better to just talk about me as a creator, period. Your eyes are going to let you know in a very quick fashion that I'm black, right? <laughs> like, nobody's going to go, hmm, you might be, <laughs> you think you might be, you think you might be Greek? Is he British? Or something? No, I don't. I can't quite figure it out, right? Like, <laughs> you're gonna know pretty quickly uh, that I'm black, right? At the bare, at the bare minimum, right? I do have plenty of other stuff mixed in, a wonderful, glorious cultures mixed in. But yes, I'm black, right? That's pretty obvious. So just talk about me as a, as a, as a good content creator. Talk about the things that I do. Talk about the things that you like about me. So that that would that would be the first the first stereotype of that it's different because it's black. No, it's not. The content is similar. Yes, our, our cultures influence us all, and I'll give you I'll say this um, briefly. It's just like home, right? When you talk about this concept of home, my heritage is African. My home is America, though. I've never been to Africa. I know nothing about Africa, really. Right? I, like I know just as much about Africa. As anybody else who's read or heard stuff about Africa, that is my knowledge of Africa because I'm not in Africa. I have African heritage. I'm an American. I know American stuff because this is where I grew up. This is where I was born, right? So just accept that I'm an American, right? I, because I'm a black American, that would make me different. <laughs> That doesn't make me different at all. That doesn't make me different at all. So that's that's one stereotype. I would love to see that like black equals different. That's not that's not a thing. And even though it's not, um, even though this is not a, a specific to black about women having such an easy time on the platform. I know I don't have to educate you all on that, but no, I I, I hate I hate that concept. I absolutely hate that. Uh, like. Oh, all you gotta do is just show bobs. What? You got to be the dumbest. Let me tell you something. You gotta be the dumbest. <laughs> uh, it, it's such a it's such a ridiculous stereotype that really needs to be had. Like I would love to see that um, uplifted and see women uplifted much more. Because, again, once you go on that front page, you got that same, you know, you look at the most successful streamers on Twitch, I think one of them's Asian. <laughs> one of them's Asian. And it's a gambler dude. It's a, it's a gambler guy. He's a, he's a, don't get me wrong. He's a really nice guy. He's not, it's nothing wrong with the, the guy himself. But just across the board, it's men. And then you got, but you have us men talking about how easy women have it on the, the platform. That's stupid. <laughs> that's that's really dumb. Uh, women have to work twice as hard. I, uh, women have to work twice as hard. 
really? when you were saying earlier about uh, Black History Month and how we're all talking about the various uh, um, levels of where they've uh, represented the months and such forth, the exact same thing happened with Women's History Month. <laughs> it was yeah. like, I haven't seen a single woman on this yet. Like, it's supposed to be, like, highlighted, and I haven't seen a single one. How about that? <laughs> That's the whole issue of them adding, oh, it's it's women and non-binary people. It's, no, 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 you can't just, yes, non-binary people need uplifting as well, but you can't just go, oh, they're basically women, fuck it, let's just go over there. We don't care yeah. about any of them that much, we'll just put them in one box. <laughs> if you're going to respect people, respect them, just like it's okay to have a non-binary month as well or an lgbtq you've got pride month there's, right. there's so many other ways that just stop lumping people in together i think you know and you said it you said it best earlier um when, when you spoke about hold on, oh we, uh, when you when you when you talked about oh hold on oh it's right there don't lose it it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come here don't worry champions we're gonna make it together <laughs> we're gonna make it together. Oh, you were t- well. I know you, you were talking about because you were talking about Black History Month and how um, we were talking about Black History Month. Talking about putting us on the front page, circulating the same people. Oh, you made a great point. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna run away. It's okay. It's, gonna, it's gone it's into away. the ether it's now. It's it is. it's been recorded. We'll yeah. find it later. It'll, yeah. it'll come. It'll come. It'll, if it's important enough, it'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> and if there's anything that uh, uh, Paige and I understand, it's uh, brain fog. Abandoning <laughs> us. No room. idea what I said ten minutes ago. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay, man. You made an excellent point, though. I just, man, no. it was good. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> keep, it, keep it going. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> right. Um. So, before we move on to audience questions, which I've got quite a few. Um, I'm sorry. I got it back. I got it back. History repeats itself. Yes. History repeats itself. They didn't learn. They didn't learn from Black History Month, and then they turn around and did the same thing in Women's History Month. So sad. I mean, I think even in an article that they put out, they said that they were testing some new features on Black History Month to improve it. So it's like, why? Why are you using somebody's history to test if you can do? Like, I get you have to test it sometime, but just do a random month where you uplift some creators. Like, you don't need to be like, oh, we can test this with the black community. We can only do it on one month. It's like, which is just like, it's that's not how. And then they buggered it up anyway with Women's History Month and did all the plots the wrong, put it in the wrong place anyway. But did you know the marginalized creators don't exist outside of that month? Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. Y'all. 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 Are, y'all don't. Y'all are. This is. So we must be in a in an alternate universe because I'm not <laughs> technically existing in the other eleven months, right? Yeah. Like, who was even here before you right now? I don't. Know. <laughs> um. You know, that's the thing. Like you said, the testing it out. That's not. That ain't gonna work. You can't test out features on a group that is marginalized already. You can't say, "Hey, we're gonna see if this works with y'all." Who are already because now, if the, let's say you put those features in and they don't work for us, like I said, you we already have to be at the top of our game just to have a chance to be equal. So if you're going to do something for us, whatever it is needs to be top notch. You need to work out them kinks on work out them kinks on them people you already highlighting. Test them features out on them first because they're not going to suffer for it. 
Mm-hmm. If your features mess up when I'm on the front page and I'm going to get blamed, they're going to go, most people are going to go, well, even the, even the kindness of them will go, well, hey, I gave them a chance. Even if they're not racist or anything, right? Let's say your feature messes up my time on the front page. It's hard enough to make it as a content creator, period. I don't need you messing up something for me, which is a huge opportunity. Don't work out the kinks on us. We're not the test subjects here. Mm-hmm. No thanks. I'd rather not. So, sorry about that. I know you say you had quite a few, so. But, I just, <laughs> I, I, we, but, but we needed to make that point because yeah. that's important. You can't be just testing it out on us. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. So our last question before we move on to uh, audience questions is yes. what's something positive you can take away from your experience as a BIPOC creator? Other BIPOC creators. Being able to meet, see, interact with, team up with, experience with is by far the greatest. For, for a number of reasons, but I'll just name a couple. One, I get to see that there are others like myself that are here, that are doing it, and they're doing it wonderfully. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is that I, I can always turn to someone who gets it. And they're never going to go, Oh, it's not Black History Month. I don't want to hear about these problems. Because they realize that it's not relegated to one month. They understand that it's an everyday thing because they live it too. They understand it too. And even those who aren't BIPOC creators, there are are people in those circles that I can talk to and that I can say, hey, let me explain to you while I'm pissed today. And they go, oof, you know what? I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was quite like that. Like you, like you said, Arthur, I didn't realize that a lot of that music had a lot of black influence until you deprive people when you don't tell them the full story, and that's super sad. That's super sad, and I also feel the same way. If it were, if the if the tables were turned, and all I did was black everything. And didn't realize that we got something something beautiful from someone else. We've missed an opportunity to bridge, to connect, and that is probably the biggest shame of all. So my positivity, like I said, the positive has been hanging out with others who get it, hanging out with other folks who are like myself, and realizing that we're here, and it's been a beautiful situation. I've got to agree with, with I've got to agree with chat. It's uh, uh, well, uh, uh, well, uh, damn said. It's uh, <laughs> oh. just that 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 is like, yeah. If there's something you can take away from uh, the experience, it's uh, being able to actually connect with with the people that. Uh, you just you, you you do get it, and you can empathize, and you can connect on that level. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm ready for your for your questions, whatever you got. And also, I I have been trying to glance over slightly. I've been trying to stay in the moment, but I've been glancing over. So I did see Mr. New guy, sir. My buddy is in here. That's <laughs> awesome. I think I, I think I saw Mr. Lauder in here. You did, well yeah. At some point, yeah. So. 
I love y'all. I, I couldn't read exactly what you said, but I appreciate you, champion. Just know I got you up, because I'm trying to make sure I stay. <laughs> As y'all can see, like I told you, I can talk. So, you know, let's let you drive that ship. Right. So, um, we, you already answered one of the questions, so we won't bother going over uh, white privilege again. Um, oh. uh, so, let's go with how can we use our privilege or platform? Yeah, we, we actually have answered that as well. Actively. Do, do what you what you two are doing right now. Seek it out and uplift it. Seek it out, uplift it, and use it to. And so one thing we didn't say is that, or, or well, I kind of hinted towards it um, very briefly, but calling it out amongst others that have that same white privilege, because it's like the the, the analogy I like to give is this: if Let's say my wife did something to offend you, okay? Now, you, you may or may not see my wife again or whatever the case, but my wife lives in my house, right? We live in the same house together. So if somebody's going to sort it out, it's up to me to say, hey, that thing that you did to offend Drac, that was not okay. Don't do that. You need people within that house to clean up what's, what's in, within that house. If you spill milk in your home, I promise you, I, like, unless, I, unless I was the one who spilled it in there, I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to drive randomly over and clean up your own, the milk that you spilled, right? Because, well, you know, like, I don't know what's going on over there. If you make a mess, you clean it up. So it takes those with white privilege to clean up the mess that those with white privilege created. That's how you do it. So doing, that, uh, doing the uplifting that you're doing right now and standing up when you see the problem in the, in your in your house and saying, Hey, you need to clean that up. You made you made a mistake. You messed up. Clean it up. And if they don't clean it up, give them the tough love enough to say, all right, you gotta get out of the house. And yeah, sometimes that means disassociating with friends. It does mean that and it does suck. And it does hurt. Oh, we've been friends for fifteen years. You're gonna do this because I was mean to to a black stranger? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah. I actually, I actually am. Yes, unless you, unless you have something decent to say, don't come at me sideways with your nonsense. And guess what? I've done it with folks who there's people. There were some guys in the army. Where there was a lot of there was uh, some a few black soldiers in the army who were we were talk, we were just talking about our our girlfriends at the time. It wasn't it wasn't my wife now, um, and they knew my girlfriend was white, and I was just. You know, I just saw the picture, whatever, and all that. And they were trying to tell me that how it how it would matter to my mother that she was white. And I'm like, uh, well, first of all, you don't know my mom. Anyway, my mom at the time was dating a white man. Um, but anyway, my mom's not like that. Never has been. Um, and so the thing was, I said, look, y'all, y'all really got to get over that stuff. Y'all think that everything needs to be black and we all got to be everything black and I should only date black. But like, that's garbage. Y'all, like, seriously, that's a, that's, a, that's a ridiculous outlook to have. And y'all really need to change that. Now, whether they change their outlook, so to speak, I don't know. But what I do know is that they didn't speak like that around me anymore. So 
like I said, using that white privilege to clean up that mess that is within those with white privilege is key. That's a, that's the biggest thing I would say right there. So y'all do what y'all what y'all are doing right now, spot on. Yeah, I I, I know that from um, I mean years of streaming myself and uh, from uh, meeting uh, uh, people who are just starting out or have been doing it for a long time, it can be fucking terrifying to say anything that could potentially aggravate that audience that you are like you've tried so hard to get but you've got to remember that they may not necessarily be the kind of people that you want to be hanging around with if they're coming out with that kind of shit and also likelihood is they're making other people that you do want to be around that are the kind of people that you want to keep around and be part of your community off being around because they're saying shit and doing shit that you're allowing to happen. Yeah. And it's a bit less eloquently, if you surround yourself with shit, you're going to get sliced. And you don't want either. So <laughs> you've got to clean it up. I don't yeah. think anyone wants to be surrounded with shit anyway. And if they do, I don't want to be anywhere near them. <laughs> Exactly. You know what? That's 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 beautiful. That was very beautifully put. I lo I love that that outlook, and I wholeheartedly agree. And for me, that's why I say like when I when I do if and when I do encounter people who are coming in with that that energy, even if it's just weird energy, it don't even have to be racist. If you're just coming in and being real sus to anybody or whatever, I'm just getting you out the first time. I'm not. I don't have time. I like. I'm really not about to sit like it's not my job. It's 2020. You got Google, you got the internet, you got a whole bunch of ways you can educate yourself. Okay. Now I can now somebody's being very sincere. Like I've had, as a matter of fact, I just I had a young lady ask me about when I was still in the military. They was like, "Hey, why do black guys wear wave caps?" And she was just genuinely curious. I don't care if you have questions. That's fine. I'll educate that. But if you're coming in like with my with my uh. Black people can't read this message. I'm just gonna ban you. Come on, you're 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 obviously you you obviously have burned through enough brain cells to realize how stupid you're going to, and ignorant you were gonna be when you got here. I'm just getting you out and getting you out the first time. Why am I gonna sit here and have a conversation with that? No, I, not me. I don't have time. I really don't. There are too many great people out here that I could be connecting with and be building up and lifting up than to be dealing with your nonsense. And that way. Everybody else knows and is assured that, hey, if nonsense pops up in Shook's chat, he's cutting it off right away. And not only that, Ms. Collada, who's one of my mods and Tiny, they're on the job. They know. Act up, you're out. The first time. I'm in. You can send an unbanned request. I'm not, I'm not even looking at it. I'm just going to hit bye. That's it. Simple as that. On an aside, does anyone actually have those open? Yes. I, I do not, and look, you like it is, if you've been banned in my chat, it's for a very good reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. I ain't wasting time looking at that shit. <laughs> I only have them open because when we were doing the first RRI streams, I spent hours, like 10 or 12 hours, because I, I logged it, uh, putting on like protections for the channel to protect mm. as many people as possible. And I knew that if somebody said a word that is also used like in another context and isn't, you know, necessarily a bad word but got caught up as one, I was like, oh, I need to be able to unban those people who are trying to ask a genuine question. 
but the only person that did actually get banned was somebody just being an asshole, and they just responded with like a raspberry sound or something in the ban like on ban request. I'm like, what? Okay, sure. Uh, no, but thank you for trying. Right. Honestly, I don't know that I've ever had. Well, you know what? I'll be real. I was I was saying that as unbanned request because I didn't really know that was a thing until like a year ago. Mm. I've never looked at an unbanned request. I've never even gone to the place where it is. Not like literally not once. So I'm not even going in there to delete it. If the whatever, if there are any there, they're just going to sit there. I don't mm. care. Like like you said, if if you got banned, you probably you you earned it. Like, because the thing is, we're too, we're too kind and, uh, and generous with you to be yourself, unless you proved yourself to be a scumbag. So if you got it, you earned it, and that's just, that's just a hard lesson. Somebody else might be kind and loving, and guess what? I do think that there is some opportunity for, for those types of people. I'm just not that guy. It's just not me. I'm just not the one that's going to sit there and try to do it. I think we need those people because sometimes some of those people, they do just need that love. And some of them do actually make a genuine turnaround. And they just go, you know what? My bad. I, I'm sorry. I didn't quite realize that the energy was that off. And they do great. That it's is just not Substack. Very <laughs> much. Yeah. That is very much what I was going to add to this conversation. Of I actually am not very ban hammery because they try and go for education and mm. setting those boundaries and then encouraging that that development over instantly banning someone i mean if they're going to come in and say something very clearly obviously yeah then yeah they're going to get banned but if it's that someone said something that maybe is archaic terminology mm, um, but as part of a sentence that or they're making a, a joke that may or may not be slightly inappropriate mm. it's usually a case of that I will try to do education before removing them and like when you were saying about weird vibes mm. again it's a text communication is so difficult to have right. like proper yeah. context the amount of shit things that i've said that eventually when i read when i read back it i was like well that was stupid <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah what the fuck was i thinking like i get it so i much prefer to give that opportunity for development and some clarification or sure. but yeah Matter of fact, I had one, one, <laughs> there was one viewer that came in and they said that, they were like, oh, you are beautiful when you sleep. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then, you know, so I was like, okay. I was like, hey, you know, such and such. I said, hey, that is probably not the best opener <laughs> for someone you don't know online. I said, now, I was like, while I'm not particularly offended, most people mm -hmm. wouldn't take two cops. So you might want to know that person better first before you mm -hmm. go into saying something like that. And they replied very cordially and was like, it was like, you know what? You're right. 
And they said, hey, I really appreciate that you didn't just go off on me, and I appreciate you being able to take that in stride. And they followed, and they've been a pretty, you know, they like whenever they come in, they've been pretty, pretty cool, and all of that stuff. And but the, so like, I don't mind moments like that where it's just like, okay, that's a little strange, but you know, they might not be, or whatever, or, or you know, who knows? Maybe they're just maybe they try to open with humor and just, yeah. <laughs> you know, not, so I don't mind surface and stuff. It's also dependent on the amount of spoons available. Uh, on the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I have the energy for this? Do Thank I you. have the mental capacity to take a breath and be like, okay, let's talk about why this is wrong. Uh, right. <laughs> or just be like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm done with that. Yeah. And I mean, those awkward moments are one of the reasons that I, I came up with the, the Through Our Eyes sort of streams and, and then Drac came up with the, with the podcast and the name for it as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, as a as a disabled creator, we get people coming going. Well, you say you use a wheelchair, but you can walk. Are you lying? And it was like, no, that's a good question though, because I get why you think that, because the term is often wheelchair bound. But bound doesn't mean that you know I'm cursed to stay in it forever, and that it you right. know I'm, I'm shackled to it by my very bones. It's like, but I'm an ambulatory wheelchair user, so it's like, but I know there's going to be like you had coming into your chat sugar. There's going to be people coming coming in and like going. This is a question I really want to ask, but it could be really insensitive, and I don't know what to do. And it's like, okay, let's make a space where we can ask weird questions. Because, like, I, I, I always like to say, like, I can't blame you for what you don't know, but I can blame you if I tell you the answer, and then you remain ignorant anyway. So it's like we've got to have a space to ask those weird questions to go. I don't know something. Can someone tell me? Because if we're never allowed to say anything that could be vaguely insensitive or even potentially offensive, if it's actually in the spirit of education, I'd way rather try and give the opportunity to 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 talk instead of just having people feel they can't ask because it might be wrong. But it right. needs to be in specific environments, which is why we made what we do, you know, with the with the stream and the podcast exactly. instead of just randomly going into chats and going, why do you say this? It's like, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. come in too hot. All right. You know, heat the oven, preheat the oven first, you know. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Chief. Right. Uh, you know, something that, that it, it's, uh, like you said, it, well, what words they're coming to here. One thing that I tell people is that it's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to stay wrong. When you realize you're doing something or have done something, then fix it, correct it, and move forward in a better way. Simple as that. Very much so. Right. Let's get some more of these questions going through because yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're going to run out of time to answer. I got you. Um, right. Uh, how would you go about encouraging creators to find more diverse contacts? Well, fortunately, it's really it's really great if you know someone who is in that. Ask them to recommend you to the people who are in those <laughs> in in those uh, categories, right? Uh, not only that, they've recently added the tags now that you can search. So you can search for black, uh, you can search for Asian, you can search for all of those, all of these other wonderful cultures that are out here. Search those tags as well. So 
it, like I said, and and uh, and not only not only don't just do do quality over quantity, okay. Take some time when you do know those people to say, hey, let's just talk. I feel like we've grown into a space that is as lost on the interpersonal connection. Just chat with them. It doesn't mean you don't have to like do whole life stories per se, but just find out a little. Ask them stuff. Ask them to say, hey, what do you like to do off stream? And actually take some time and have a little bit of a genuine connection with that individual. Because through that connection, that's how we do. That's how we work as human beings. We're connection driven. We're story driven, right? Like I'm always going to be able to look back and say, "Hey, I was with Drac and Artemis on the Through Our Ass podcast, and we really got into some good stuff." That's a memory. This is a memory that we're creating actively in this moment, and this is a time that we've shared. So, guess what? When the next marginalized creator I'm talking to, and I go, hey, have you heard of my homies, Dragon Arthmas? Oh, you haven't? You need to go check them out. You need to come join their Discord. Even if they don't want to be on the podcast, per se, you need to be around other people who are like them, who we're all in the right space trying to push this problem in the right direction. We're connecting with each other and connecting with people who want to solve this issue, who want to help be a part of the solution. And that's how you do it. You just got to actively seek it. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. <laughs> it's like I'm sad that, like, do I have anything pointed in place? It's like, nah, it's been said, yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that. That. <laughs> it's, it's just been said. It's, there's no, I mean, other than, yeah, okay, you can use the tags and such, but you're not going to get everyone. You're not going to, sometimes it, it I mean, unless you're constantly, like, looking at the page, constantly refreshing to make sure that you can find as many people in that category as possible, it's, yeah, you'll, you'll get a few, but you want to also connect with people that you can actually connect with or that, that share the same, like, community sentiments or, or et cetera, et cetera, games, whatever. So yeah. there is no easy way. You just have to go out and actively look. You have to be proactive about it. Yes. Like, I was very lucky when I first started out that I actually met quite a diverse range of people, but that never stops. That never, that never stops. Like, mm. I can always expand the people that I connect with, the, the, the content creators that I uh, uh, meet, the um, uh, different types of people that I can come and get to talk on the podcast and tell us their life story, um, because that's basically what, what we do here, is just to get everyone's life story as <laughs> and then talk about constipation. And there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, okay, let's get into these, these other questions because we've, got, we've mm-hmm. got them queuing up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what has been your biggest change in mentality since becoming a content creator? Uh, biggest change in mentality has been fighting that stigma of you just play games on the Internet. Realizing, not now, not that I never really thought that it was that simple. 
But the oversimplification of that as a content creator, you realize how much goes in it on the back end, right? Mm. And and this might not be an exact ratio, but I'd say you probably spend double and maybe not triple as much time preparing to go online. The the Twittering, the the social mediaing, the Twittering, uh, the Instagramming, YouTubing, the, the research on how to be a decent content creator, the things that you got to look out for to be a content creator, at f- spending time with your community while also not negating your life stuff or ignoring your life stuff. I shouldn't say negating, ignore, no, you know, while not ignoring life stuff has been an, a wonderful eye-opener. It's been great to live and see. So I would say my biggest change in mentality has been this, is making sure that I put the people first, not letting the content move ahead of the people that I'm creating the content for. Because at the end of the day, if I don't, if I don't make that connection, the content can't outweigh the connection. That, that's, the, that's the biggest thing. The content can't outweigh the connection because at the end of the day, if I just wanted to make content, I could just record myself doing whatever and put that on YouTube, right? And I'm not saying that you don't have to connect on YouTube. You 100% do. I'm just saying if you're going live and you're doing this in front of people, then you should realize what you're doing is connection building. And if you don't want to do that, you probably shouldn't stream. (laughs) And that's okay, right? It's not for everyone. So just making sure that connection stayed at the forefront, regardless of whatever it is I create. That's my that's my mentality shift. Yeah, agreed. It's it's having that integrity because I know something that like I've heard Drax say and that I've always said is like if it comes to like sponsorships or, or paid like partnerships, I'm never gonna promote anything I wouldn't personally buy or use myself. Like yeah. There's not there's not many I've been offered, but Raid Shadow Legends has come up a few times. It's like I have never played it. Why would I? Like, I get it, and people need to get paid. It's like I, I would never play it. I ain't into it. So I'm not gonna try and get other people to spend their money on it. It's not something I get. But I could put that content ahead of people if I wanted to get some cash. Right. But that doesn't seem worth it because the longer time sort of damage it does when people see that money is worth more than they are. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, that's not for everyone. Some people love the game, and that's cool for them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, for me, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, here's the thing: there's so many opportunities to make money mm. that don't that you don't have to compromise that stuff. That like, you can make a dollar, but do you make a difference? Mm. Yeah. Uh, for for me, it's always been a case of I'm I'm extremely open with my community. I mm. I put everything past my community in a case of like is this something that you'd be interested in is this something that you actually like want to do the funniest one was when nfts first came out and a company contacted me about that and i went hey i've been contacted by this company about nfts what do you guys think and they were all like Okay, because <laughs> mm. I didn't know anything about it, so I was like, "I'll put it past them because you know someone out there's yeah. gonna know." That's it. 
worst question I ever asked. But, you know, <laughs> it's a case of if I don't know anything about it and my com uh, community aren't interested in it, why the fuck would I put my name near it? Right. Like, what's the point? Just for, just for some money? Wait, I forget. Wait, what? Now, what is NFTs again? I know I've heard this. Uh, Non-fungible tokens. It's uh, it's it's a very dumb idea about basically purchasing something you do not physically own, nor do you actually own the thing itself. You own a receipt essentially on the internet that says you own something and it can make it's basically gambling but with jpegs and other weird crap it's okay. oh yeah i could draw myself a picture and then say that i i i own it but i don't yeah and then i can sell it to someone else and ask yeah. them if they want to own it too it's the blockchain it's a, i don't care but it, yeah it, okay got it so, we'll, so yeah we're not we're not doing that <laughs> <laughs> but, I yeah. <laughs> but I had no fucking clue what it was at the time, so I was just like, yeah. is, this, is this worth it? Like, it's what we said You don't know what you don't know, but you can be judged if you do know, and you still continue anyway. Yep. All right, uh, there's that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, next, okay. next question. Um, you come across as a very... Um, empathic person and very direct would you speak upon if you had any one particular experience that helped you become that person hmm okay very empathetic and very direct i would probably have to go back to uh what i shared earlier with my sister i would say that was probably the first time where our beliefs while in conflict helped me to realize to say does the does the disagreement mean that i still can't love or that i still can't like someone because it was a major deal right it's a major deal for a lot of people still to come out period uh it's a it's a major deal just in general because it's one of those things that you have feelings on it one way or the other you're not there's no there's no neutral when it comes to it um but that helped me to to go how can i still find a path of love and connection here and it helped me to bring it back to the basics, to the essentials. She's still my sister. Period. She's still the beautiful young lady that I've grown up with, that I spend time with. That's not different. So when it comes to that, and, and that's, a, that's a more, obviously like that's a more deeper side of things, but even like Simple stuff. There are people who love cheese. I don't like cheese hardly at all. I can only tolerate mozzarella, and it has to be cooked. I'm sorry, I we can't, can't be friends like... anymore. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I knew I was gonna make enemies. I'm gonna cry into a block of cheddar. <laughs> I understand. That's respectable. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I re but I do realize that you need to eat. 
and what you decide to eat and nourish your body with is your choice. And that's fine. That's fine. And that doesn't change because it's a deeper issue that we may disagree on. That should not, in most cases, be to make or break. Because what we what we should all understand is that we are all human beings and we are all having a human experience in one way, shape, form, or fashion. Even if you're in that cis, straight, hetero, male deal, you're still having a human experience. And I that I can always understand is a human connection. I don't always understand the choices that people make. And I don't have to agree with all the choices people make. What I do have to do is respect that they are a human being and that they can make their own choice. And as long as that choice is not oppressive, as long as that choice is not trying to force someone or see somebody less than, then I will respect your choice, even if I don't agree. And just because we don't agree doesn't mean we can't like each other. Like I said, y'all love cheese. I don't like cheese. But I still love you anyway, and I respect your choice of nourishment. Simple as that. It's as simple as that. I don't need to put anything extra behind it. I really don't. You don't. The, it only gets weird when you put the weird energy in it. Straight as straightforward as I can say it. Oh, this person believes in this. Well, you can get as upset about that as you want, or. You can respect them if they're not trying to tell you this is the way you should think and be cordial and move on. And, yeah, sometimes sometimes those heavier choices do involve you just having to say, well, I just can't really be around that energy or I can't really be around whatever. If they're not, you know, even if, like I said, it's just something you just, I, I'm like, hey, I just can't do that. Then respectfully let the person know if they bring something to your doorstep and just say, hey, look, I respect your choice. You do what you got to do, but this is just something I personally can't do. I hope that doesn't offend you. I still appreciate you. I still love you, but I just can't do that particular thing because I guarantee you if more people took that outlook, so many more people, so many more, more people would be less offended. There we go. We'd have a lot less, a lot less issues. So that's where I find being empathetic and being direct because honesty is the best policy. If I was to lie to you and say, okay, I'm going to go this, but then I go here and I feel uncomfortable the whole time or whatever, then I'm going to make other people feel uncomfortable. Why not just say, hey, I'm sorry, that's just a place I can't go and be honest with you and say, I, I still love you. We can still hang out. We can still, if you want to go grab a bite to eat, here, here are mutual places that we can connect. Offer, offer alternatives because in about every situation, there usually is one. <laughs> And if there is no quote-unquote alternative, you can always just continue to love that person and just walk away. Simple as that. Okay, so we'll probably just do one more question um, okay. and then finish up. Uh, but you quickly, how does it affect you hearing the conversation about race from this perspective of real atrocities being just a mistake or more directly, how does the idea that white people talk about racism like we are the good guys who just stumbled instead of the literal villains of the story. Okay, so if, if, I, if I'm understanding it correctly, 
is it kind of is it similar to what uh, Arthur was saying earlier, where it's like we built this hotel, but we kept stuff the same, so you can enter, but you can't really, but you can't get in really, truly. So that, so my am I my own kind of on point there? That's kind of the direction we're headed. I think yeah, so. Okay. I think. I mean, okay. it, it was submitted as a question. Sure, I got you. Um, okay. So how I how I look at that is that there's the inherent problem. Kind of takes me back to the answer that I had earlier when it talked about using that white privilege. It's a thing that when you realize that that's a problem from that system that was created, you have to go and clean that up. So you essentially can't be a bystander in the conversation because you're not that way. It's like we've mentioned many times before. You have to act. You got to act proactively, go against that, in order to help the situation get better. Because if you try to, because the thing is, even though you're not that way, and even let's say you're not even using a system that was that way, right? You're being a very just a wonderful person, and you're just treating everybody great, and what whoever skin tone doesn't matter to you. The problem is you still have other people who are in your same circle that are using that system, that are acting that way, and that, that doesn't mean the system doesn't exist. That thing is here. So that's how I feel as far as that. As far as how do I feel when I see, you know, hear the conversation of white people, it, it, it brings me sorrow. Because most of the time when I hear that conversation, it's not from, it's not from the racists who are just trying to be stupid about it. It's mostly from genuine people who don't realize that this system affects people to this day. So it it pains me. It pains me and it does it does make me feel sad that people think like they're just kind of devoid of it. Like, oh, is it no like I said, connect to that that human experience and say, wait a minute, this person is being discriminated against Simply for this, nothing else was wrong. They were just a different skin tone, or they were from this marginalized community. It's it's troublesome, you know. It's just like the script. So while while like we discussed, it's not about the it's not about worse than particularly right. What I'm saying, but just to to bridge the gap here a little bit better. Think about if it's if the if the person is a female, is a woman, right? And they're discriminated against in a male, some male, whatever male-dominated industry, pick it, right? Probably all of them, just about. So you know, if you if you really bring it down to the bare essence, you have to go. So you're telling me that this is a problem because the person has breasts and a vagina. Like that's so dumb. Like when you when you just say it out loud, how stupid is that? Oh, we don't want to let this person in because skin tone. Like what? Come on, you know. And not and to and to try to ignore the fact. Matter of fact, something I learned in my women. I had a women's study. Took a women's studies course because I genuinely wanted to know more about. The struggles that females face. Like I grew up with, I have my mom, I have mom, two sisters. I have, I do have one brother, but my mom and sisters, I saw them go through stuff, and I wanted to understand. And I talked to them here and there, but I wanted to continue to understand. I wanted to see. I learned stuff in that course, like 
seatbelts weren't created for women until like the 1990s. What? Like, what? That is crazy to me. I'm sorry. I, I know that's not a that's not that's not a great word. That is wild to me. That is absolutely wild to me. Something that is designed for general safety wasn't really including more than half the world's population. Because don't women outnumber men like seven to one or something insane? The what? split is definitely a, a, a bias towards uh, 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 women uh, uh, versus men. Um, yeah. So it just, it, that, like, that blew my mind. So to ignore, so like I said, so to, to, to the question, to ignore anyone's particular human experience is painful because you're literally denying someone's entire existence. And, it, and you can't just speak about that like it doesn't matter. You can't talk about my entire state of being as if it's just some casual occurrence. We'll leave that there. Perfectly put. All right. Um, before we wrap everything up, um, are there any last things that you'd like to add, say? Um, just uh, nuggets of I, wisdom? I, I, <laughs> sure. There's, a, there's a, a thing I want to say, and then there's one thing I would like, an event that is coming up, if that's okay to Go for it. speak about. Yeah, of okay. course. All right. So first, let me go. So first, I'll, I'll get the event thing out the way because that's very important. Um, so Mr. Duke, I'm sorry, there's a plenty, plenty of wonderful other creators um, that's going to be a part of this event coming up during um, May. It's May 6th through the 8th. My schedule is a little undetermined because I have new baby. So I'll go live as my schedule allows. <laughs> um, but it's game on to end lupus. Go tell for sure. Game on to end lupus. Uh, it affects millions of people worldwide. It is an autoimmune disease that can affect each individual in a variety of different ways. So I have uh, several friends on the platform that have it, and each of the, like it manifests itself differently for each of them. And it, it, it sucks. There's no cure for it as is. There's medications to help. It's incredibly tough to diagnose um, and incredibly tough to treat and live with. So if you have it in your heart to swing by the streams uh, from May 6th through the 8th, I would love to have you come and support that. And I'm going to be doing some giveaways. Matter of fact, I can show one right now. I do have some incentives, but uh, we have some things that will be given away. I, like I said, I'm a graphic designer, and I do some I do art. So this will be one of the things. This is a nice. in her famous charge pose, and uh, it will be framed and sent to the recipient. So I got stuff like that. There's a diamond painting. I have my wife and I would do a karaoke stream. Um, <laughs> if we if we hit certain levels. So if you if you would love to come and support that, I'd be glad, be glad to have you. As far as uh, to bring all of this to to a uh, wrap and a close and any quote words of wisdom that I have, uh, I'll share I'll share this with you. Be technically sound so you can be tactically brilliant. That is something that I developed of my own for myself. And what that means is that figure out what you need to know 
so you know how to best do what you need to do. If you're going to build a table, then you probably need to go and figure out what supplies you need, all of that. Those are your technical sounds. You need to have a good, solid foundation. And then you can go out and build all types of stuff, and you can even improve upon that. But you can't do that without the base foundation knowledge of what it takes to build. Is it going to be leveled? Is it going to be sturdy? All of that stuff, you need to know that stuff. So whatever it is that you're doing, really get into it and tear it up. Don't just look for the YouTube quick guide how-to thing. Use those tools, but really study them. Take some notes. Actually pull out a pen and paper and write some stuff down. There's memories tied to you physically doing stuff. That's why you remember things better when you write it down, because you remember how you had to sit there. You remember going to get your books and all of that stuff in school. You remember how you filled up Trapper Keeper and notebook after notebook after notebook with your notes because that repetition helped you. You heard it, then you wrote it down, then you went home and studied it, and you probably wrote it again. That's why when you wrote those words five times for your homework in third grade and you had to write 15 words five times, you knew how to spell them words. You might not know how to spell your own name, but you knew how to spell those words because you got to do it over and over and over again. So really get into stuff. Tear it up. And that applies to this as well. If you're gonna if you want to help bridge the gap, if you want to help start solving the solution, get in there and learn. And guess what? It's a very much a two way street. Just because um just because white people or this people or that people don't necessarily have the same challenges doesn't mean that they don't have their own culture and experiences. And that deserves to be loved and highlighted and all that stuff too. It does, and it is, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's like Arthur said, it's elevating others. It's bringing us to that same plane is where we need to get to. So do that. Be a, be a champion of change when it comes to bridging the gap and connecting with people. And because here's something that I'll tell you in, in, as we close and wrap up, is that your Beliefs shape your thoughts. Your thoughts shape your actions. Your actions shape your habits. And your habits form your destiny. And if you forget everything that I just said, remember, your beliefs shape your destiny. So have good beliefs and have that good foundation. And thank you all for having me on. I'm very grateful to you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for for coming and talking to us and taking the time out. Um, I mean, one thing that has been said many times uh, on this podcast is that your time is is the most valuable thing that you could give, and so we really, really appreciate it. And I wish, <laughs> honestly, I'm sure we could talk for hours, but... It is a podcast, so we do yeah. have to. You got to respect the upload limit. I, I hear that. Yeah, there are major <laughs> upload limits. <laughs> I hear that. Thank you all for joining us. Um, can I get um another shout out for Shugs and Paige, please? Um, and 
we do have an open slot for the podcast uh, May the 5th if uh, anyone wants to jump in and take that slot which would be our next one um, so please, 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 if if you have that free and would like to come and talk to us, uh, share your individual star uh, story. Yep, your individual star uh, story as a marginalised creator. Um, please do do get in touch. Um, but yes, thank you all for hanging out. I hope this is educational, um, and thank you both for joining us. Um, yes. Uh, have a good one. Uh, as I said, next podcast will be on the 5th. Uh, next stream will be on Sunday. Um, please go and follow on, on the socials, uh, the Twitters, Instagrams, various platforms. You said you had YouTube as well. Um, and uh, I hope you all have a good rest of your evening or day. I hope you have a good rest of your week. And I will see you all soon. Say bye all. Take care. Bye.